Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. We got a big announcement today. Uh, about some stuff that we have been working on and are going to be releasing here very soon. We're really excited about it. Uh, but it, sur- it surrounds the University of Montana men's basketball program. So we will uh, explain kind of what that is uh, as we get uh, a little bit closer to it. We'll spend some time on it. But we're excited about this. And uh, and when we get into the Wing It Wednesday questions, we'll sort of preface that a little bit by telling you what it is. And then later in the show next hour, we'll spend some time actually kind of fleshing it out. But we've been, uh, you know, we haven't just been here just doing the two hours a day people we're doing at least two hours and 30 minutes every day around here you know working working hard so i uh, want to make sure uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll let you know what that is but excited about it we also at the top of the hour as i mentioned tyrone holmes outstanding uh defensive end for the university of montana he was the fcs player of the year in 2015 or 2016, I guess it was, in 2015, 2015 season, season, going around the corner into 2016 where he was drafted in the sixth round by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, he was the FCS Stats National Defensive Player of the Year, the one year where the naming rights for the Buchanan Award didn't exist within that same voting entity. Essentially, by if you want to talk about even, even, he won the Buck Buchanan Award, okay, but it wasn't called that in that particular year. He's the Defensive Player of the Year in the FCS. Obviously, that they, uh, 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 Olsen, I want to say Dante Hightower. How about that? He's a pretty good linebacker, too. Dante Olsen. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I think he'd probably win the buck if he played for the Grizz. Probably, probably win the buck. Dante Olsen is uh, in 
Frisco, Texas going to be down there uh, this weekend to as, as one of the finalists for the Buck Buchanan this year. So we'll talk to Tyrone Holmes about that experience of having been in Frisco, of having won the award, of uh, you know playing at the University of Montana. And, uh, and he just announced his retirement here in the last couple of weeks officially. So uh, we'll get into uh, some stuff with him uh, in our ESPN roundtable at the top of the hour. Uh, and then we will talk to you about a couple other things, including, again, like I said, a big announcement that we have uh, coming up. Before we get into the basketball stuff, Coulter, though, I just quickly wanted to mention this. I think this is worth mentioning. Look, we all, uh, I think, probably have been aware of what's going on in Australia and just the horrendous uh, fires, and especially in this part of the country. You know, California, Arizona, Montana, we know what wildfires are like and what the the impact that it has on nature, obviously on the animals and on uh, the quality of life. And I mean, it is to an absolute exponent in Australia. When you can see it from the, 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 the outer space, okay, the fires that are going on, it's, it's, it's horrendous. Uh, anyway, the Missoula Paddleheads, our local baseball team here, uh, are, are trying to uh, generate some support, do a fundraiser uh, to uh, continue to help uh, as much as possible. And so for every $10 donated even to the Australian Red Cross, the World Wildlife Foundation, or the Country Fire Authority. Okay, those are the three entities. For every $10 donated, you're going to be entered into a raffle uh, that's going to give you the opportunity to win a ton of uh, Paddleheads gear, uh, prizes, and also VIP experiences. Uh, You're asked to provide proof of donation by tagging the Paddleheads on social media outlets or sending direct messages. So you do this on the social medias. That's really how you donate now in a a lot of times. Is a, you know on on the social medias, uh, you know there's ways to do that whether it's through PayPal and so forth and so on. But anyway, tag the paddleheads and show them that you're doing that. And for again, for every ten dollars that you donate, either to the Australian Red Red Cross, the World Wildlife Foundation, or the Country Fire Authority, uh, you will be entered uh, to win uh, win gear experiences, etc. From the paddleheads, so very cool of them to. Uh, to try and generate some donations that way. Great way to, you know, maybe win something already while you're doing uh, the thing that we should be, you know, doing anyway and trying to help out our our, uh, our friends in the Southern Hemisphere going through it right now. So our thoughts certainly with the country of Australia. I got several friends in that country, been there, and uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, and then this happens and you go, oh my goodness, this is... This is really bad. I mean, you probably we probably can't really ascertain, get your head around exactly how bad it is, but it's 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 affecting an entire continent right now, and that is major. So, uh, anyway, thought we should. Uh, it was worth noting that. Two Tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio, Coulter, uh, the Montana and Montana State men's basketball teams off to a a good start. Uh, overall, Montana State had, I thought, really a, a better than expected non-conference schedule. They're now two and two in the big in Big Sky play. Uh, both of these teams back in uh, action tomorrow night, and then we'll have this weekend, the Saturday off, which would normally have been a game they play because they played the first Monday of the season. Uh, but Montana State is two and two right now. They won their two games in Bozeman, lost two on the road. The Grizzlies three and one, uh, having won their first three, and then uh, falling, I think, by six. Good, good game, but a, a loss nonetheless for Montana. At Northern Colorado. We've talked a lot about where these teams are, what we've seen in these teams. I think, Colton, you talked about turning the corner a little bit on Montana and kind of, especially when they're they're winning close and we've seen them, uh, uh, you know, come, come through in spots a little bit that maybe we didn't know if they would. But this is all about getting better in the long haul. And when you have a team 
that has been anchored by Tyler Hall for three or four years, or you have a team that has you know three or four seniors that have all been starting together for for three or four seasons, uh, you know, throughout the course of their history. Of course, you have to improve over the course of a season, but you also have a known commodity. I think it's interesting this year for Montana, Montana State. There's a couple individuals, namely Harold Frey and Saeed Pridgett, who are absolutely known commodities and certainly some role players, you know, within that, that, that are going to be guys who are not really role players, who are guys who are step up, lean on these guys that are going to emerge. But the complexion, the makeup of these teams, drastically different. So for as much stability as these two teams had for a couple of years, they've had more turnover now than what you would normally have on a, I think on a, if you wanted to say an average graduation to a next season for, for a college basketball team. The interesting part of this to me is this. They differ in this respect. Montana, extraordinarily young. Montana State, extraordinarily international. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and not as young. I mean, they got guys who have experience, but they don't have experience together. Again, I think that Coach Sprinkle and that staff have done a fantastic job of of putting together guys who seem like they can play together well and complement each other, the skill sets that they've got. And obviously, these would be complimented when Harold Frey's on the floor handing out compliments, as it were. For Montana, it's, it's just, I mean... It feels to me like every second of experience is worth its weight in gold right now for for the Montana Grizzlies. And part of that is chemistry, but a lot of that is just straight experience of playing Division I basketball. And they're getting that now. And I also think that what started off for Coach DeCure in the non-conference is a lot of minutes to a lot of freshman players has shifted to more minutes for more veteran guys. I mean, there's there's three legitimate starters who are seniors on this team. When you uh, uh, include Jared Samuelson, of course, who transfers back to the Mon- Montana as a grad transfer, Kendall Manuel and Saeed Pridgett. But they were starting at the beginning of the year before you know when when Jared Samuelson was was injured and still trying to work back into it. Three true freshmen, not Timmy Falls, notably. Now, since that time, Timmy Falls has been in the starting rotation right. as much, if not more, than Josh Vasquez, and. Both of those guys have gotten you know considerable minutes, but I think it has shifted to more guys with more experience. Nonetheless, there's multiple players on this team who are who are going to be critical to the success of a team of this team that are freshmen, true freshmen that are playing for Montana. And I'm interested to know what you think about the Grizzlies in terms of what they need to do, and then we'll get to Montana State to peak at the end. What beyond just playing? I mean, of course you got to do that, but where do they need to get better? What are the things that need to happen for this team as you've watched them so far to be to, to come to a point in a wide open conference now? It's not like they're chasing somebody per se. What do you need to do to be the team that's once again the last team standing in Boise? Well, Travis DeCure was one of the better point guards. In the history of the University of Montana. Right. Travis DeCure. All-time assist leader. He runs his program very much with a point guard mentality. But also Travis DeCure, in his five previous seasons at the helm, have had some of the most rock-solid guards in the league. Guys that that he trusted wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. And Ahmad Rory, for all the credit he did get, didn't get enough credit for just how unbelievably steady the guy was. I mean... 
he might have a, an off shooting night from here or there. But in terms of all the non shooting statistics that a player can compile and maybe things that aren't even measured by statistics, he's the most consistent player I've ever covered. His unbelievable pace, his assist to turnover ratio, hit everything. I mean, he was so consistent that you knew what time in the game he would get subbed out. <laughs> And then when he would come back in, Ahmad right. needs a break right before halftime, right before the last media timeout. We'll, we'll lead it up to the media. He'll go back in. And then we might give him one breather after the first media timeout in the second half. Other than that, he's playing 36 minutes a game. <laughs> he's getting two two-minute breaks. That's all. Yeah. And you knew he was never going to have a seven-turnover game. He was never going to have a game where he got diced by the person he was guarding. Never. Mm-hmm. Never one time did he. That is so invaluable. But it also puts a coach that's very intense, very demanding, and sometimes in the scope of a game, pretty emotional, and a guy like Travis Takir, that's one thing he didn't have to worry about. To me, the key for this Grizz team is is the continued development of Timmy Falls, even though he's a junior. He's got to take the next step and, and prove that he can be solid. He's spectacular, but he has to prove he can be solid. Mm. And Josh Vasquez has to prove that he can... That he can truly hang. Justin says has a lot of talent, but he's he seems to me like he's just it, ha- it hasn't quite clicked for him yet in yeah. terms of the confidence. You can see that he knows where to go and where to be and how to operate the offense, but he's not doing it with the crisp floor general type command that I think that the cure really wants out of his primary ball handlers. And so I think that side Pridgett is exactly what he is. He's as advertised. He's going to be one of the best go to isolation scorers in the league. I think that the two factors to me for this team, well, Ken Emanuel, it seemed like he turned a corner in terms of his confidence in his shooting uh, this last weekend. And you know, he's a guy that's, you know, he's a senior, he's from Montana, it, it means a lot to him, and this is his year to shine, and I think I think he will. But to me, the two main factors are developing that steady ball handler, whether it's Vasquez, Timmy Falls, or a combination of the two, trusting them, because that's just going to take so much burden off the cure too, just in terms of the way that he operates yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. But then the the second factor is just going to be Jared Samuelson continuing to prove that he can be a go to scorer. The first couple of games of league play, he stepped outside and hit threes, and you could tell that people really didn't weren't ready for weren't him ready to for get him. out there. Yeah, right. And he, he had great open looks, and he knocked him down. To his now credit. people know he can shoot right. the three. Now there's four league games of him shooting threes. People are going to adjust to that. But Teams also, are going to rotate to it. And, and that's good. And he's he's a veteran enough player, good enough player to now pass out of that, you know, make to make to, to, to distribute the ball. A couple guys that we did not name, though, Kyle Owens, Derek Carter Hollinger, two freshman forwards who've been playing a ton of minutes, who, you know, also have, have been steady and have had some really high points. But I also, I think all the freshmen right now on Montana haven't, haven't crossed that threshold where they they feel completely comfortable and confident. Not uh, comfortable enough, maybe, but where they they believe that they're going to go out and be better than the people they're playing against night in and night out of the Division One level. Like I haven't seen that out of them yet. And the other thing is the introduction of Yagi Selchuk is only th- really three games old, two and a half. I mean, he was out uh, the DNP for. You know, I, I, we don't know what exactly, but you know, presumably tweaked something, and was back for you know limited minutes. Uh, uh, you know, after that in the following game, but he's a guy who you and I have been ha- had really high 
you know, maybe expectations for, or at least optimism about what he could be as a player and what that would mean for this team. And as of yet, there just hasn't been enough. There's not enough video on the reel yet to know exactly what he will mean for that team. But if he can be the big piece, a big piece to to this puzzle and what, what Montana's trying to do, that's significant as well because, again, playing, playing even two freshmen in the 25-plus minute a night deal, I think you are... It, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, I, I, ideally, I think that Travis Secure doesn't want to do that. Even as great as it is to get those young guys that experience, if you want to year in and year out be the team that everybody's chasing, uh, you're going to have to have the veteran guys, and they actually have several of them. Uh, but you have to lean on those guys and then hope the other guys are able to come along in all the other ways. Well, it's just a new frontier for Montana basketball under Travis Secure because. Right. It's very rare situation where you have a guy in his sixth year as the head coach coaching his first young team because he inherited a veteran group led by Jordan Gregory and Martin Bruining. And in the meantime, he was able to supplement the roster with proven dudes who were familiar with him, like Ahmad Rory, who goes way back with Coach DeCure, mm-hmm. but also guys that were not freshmen, guys that were transfers, whether it was Walter Wright or Jamara Coe or, you know, they had more veteran guys. They they were a more veteran-laden team basically for the last five years, period. So them proving that they can figure out a way to, to run a developmental program where they are getting these guys ready to go. The other thing that's so interesting to me is that a lot of times in, in when a guy makes a jump from college basketball to the NBA, uh, Steph Curry... Donovan Mitchell, those guys come to mind where they were great players in college, but they're even more outstanding in the NBA right away. And so much of that is just because the NBA game, which just in terms of philosophy is much like the high school game where there's a lot of ad-libbing, there's a lot of run-and-gun, fast-break, playing outside the construct of a system. Yeah. I mean, the NBA, there's so often when they're not run-and-set plays, that point guards just saying, give me a pick, let's run, pick, and roll, let's go. Let's find the matchup that, that we need and clear out or whatever it is. Yeah, and, it's field. and so that's why the college is unique because so many college, almost every Division One college program is a system. Yeah. And the stringent nature and the structure that Travis DeCue requires for his system is more strict than maybe any other, definitely more than any other program in the Big Sky. But I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot of times where freshmen can get their minutes, they can play their 15 to 18 minutes here or there, and their role is just, you know, come in, give us energy. When you get the ball, go to the rack. When you get the ball, just hit the the open shot. You know, make a, create a play. That's not happening. In Montana, you got got to be in your spot all the time. And you run your defense. (laughs) Uh, absolutely two, right. I mean, it's a two-way street. We were we were talking to President Seth Bodner after the Sac State game, and yep. and he he's always great to, to us, and he's always very engaging with us, and he always makes sure to ask us, you know, just what we think of the game and get some analysis from us. But he he made an interesting comment. He was like, "Can you guys explain to me what what we what the Grizz run on offense?" And I said, "Well, Seth, the reason it, stuff. the reason it looks <laughs> the reason it maybe looks like it's it's not that." construct is it's it's the same offense the principles and the base of the offense are the same offense that Montana's run for 40 years I mean it's it's all part of I mean, obviously they have plays and all sorts sure, of sure. just different tweaks but the, the basic motion offense that they run 
where they get a touch in the post, the point guard runs the wheel, he catches it on the other side, get the ball to both sides, okay, now we back it out, now we run a play, or now we run a set, or whatever it might be. The It, it, it looks like a thing of beauty when you dump the ball to Jamar Co. He, he draws a double team, Michael Ogina cuts off his hip, he gets a layup. Or you swing it back around, Ahmad Rory, he backs it out, he creates, you run a little high pick and roll, you know, dump it to the big guy. It looks so great when you have a great veteran point guard or, and a dominant big guy. Montana doesn't have either of those things, and so I think that even when they are in some semblance of flow offensively, a lot of times it's a pick and pop with Jared Samson, or it's an iso play with Saeed Pridgey. It doesn't have the same aesthetic appeal right. as what we've been seeing the last couple of years, and that's fine, but they just have to figure out how to develop guys into that, and I think they also need to find ways for guys like Kyle Owens and Derek Carter-Hollinger to get some confidence going. Because if, you, if you're sitting there thinking in any sport, if you're sitting there thinking, like, what's my job right here? Who am I going to pass the ball to? You're Where do I need to go on this yeah, play? No, no, it's Especially basketball. It, it, it's, it's just going to be a mess. And it. so they just need to find a way to get those guys to get a confidence boost because those guys are really talented. Yeah, exactly. You can see the skill sets that are there, the athleticism that's there, but but it's got to be put into a, a spot where there is no thought about it. And, the, and there's no worry, too. You know, I mean, I think that's that's part of it, too. you got to play free. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Again, announcement forthcoming here in about uh, 10 minutes or so about my Montana men's basketball, maybe less than that even, and uh, and and something we've been working on. So we'll, we'll we'll bring that to you here shortly. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money. And it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Want to talk, though, briefly, uh, Coulter, about Montana State as well, uh, because Montana State returns Harold Frey, and they return a few other guys as well. Uh, Zeke Quinlan has has had some, I think, some really good moments as a young player, both last year and this year, uh, for this for this team. Also, uh, Devin Kirby, who has been out due to injury for a little while, I think he's a really important piece to this team as a true big. I mean, he's he is there a bigger guy, at least in terms of length, in the Big Sky Conference than Devin Kirby? I don't think there is. He's 6'11". I mean, he's 6'11 with... with Seven foot yes. plus by a yes. long shot wingspan. But they bring in uh, Jabril Bello, who has been absolutely fantastic. Another big six nine forward uh, from uh, 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 from London, England, and then uh, Adamu as well. I mean Adamu, who has been 
an outstanding player, maybe their overall second-best player on the floor for this uh, crew as well, not to mention a bunch of other guys in the Laden Ricketts, you know, stepping out from time to time as, as, as that perimeter, you know, threat as well. This is a really good team with Harold Frey in there. You know, the opportunities have been great, and this team has been playing really well early. They drop a couple on the road, so you go, okay, well, where are we at with Montana State? They're now 2-2 two and two in the Big Sky Conference, but what does this team need to be able to pull off in the long haul to look to you know to have a look here in Boise Coulter. Well, e- even though that Montana is a team with some new faces and some young guys, they still have guys that have been through the ringer in the Big Sky, and so I think that that show just in terms of the mental side of being ready to play three games in or four games in eight days. Yep. I, I just thought that a lot of the guys on Montana State, these junior college guys that have performed by and large well, they just didn't really know what it was going to take to to sweep the homestand, but then have to refocus right away, practice the very next day, go on the road the very next day after that, and play a game right after that. I mean, you mm-hmm. go Monday, practice Tuesday, travel Wednesday, play Thursday. That adjustment can be shocking sometimes, yeah. and I think that that's why they just looked a little bit more low energy in their games against Southern Utah and Northern Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I also thought that they, we saw Utah lost ugly to the Grizz, and they did not look good. And so, and, and they're a good team. They they should figure it out. They the played top. better against Montana they State. They played better in Montana. Yeah. You could tell it was a wake up call. Right. Oh, our first league homestand. Oh, we we let one slip away against the defending league champs and lost by two. And Northern Colorado, they're they're a legit good contending basketball team, especially at home in Greeley. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what does I'll tell you what they need to do. They need to have their best player be their best player this entire season in every way. Yep. Distributing the ball, running the point, being the, being the guy. And he can be that, and I expect him to be that. And if he's that and healthy, then this team, especially when you get into a tournament situation, is going to be a very dangerous one. 100%, because there, there really isn't... I mean, we saw last year what a team could do if they had a point guard a slasher, and two true posts like Eastern Washington did. Yeah. With Mason, Mason Peeling and Jesse Hunt last year, they gave Eastern Washington a distinct advantage because they run Eastern Washington runs that spread clear-out style where they can ISO guys on the block, but the, when you can go, when you can swing the ball to the other side and ISO a different guy on a different block, and you can just play one side of the floor on both sides right. of the floor, it gives you a huge advantage. Devin Kirby has improved to the point where he's a really good pick-and-roll player. He can finish on the lob, but he hasn't been that great in terms of being able to catch the ball on the block and, and score on the block. If he can make that next step, and then you pair that with Jabir Bello, who can do that, now all of a sudden you are kind of a poor man's of what Eastern Washington was last year, mm. except for that you got the rich man playing point guard in Harold Frey. <laughs> right. Because right. Harold Frey's a lot... And Tyler Kidd saw it. Harold Frey's a lot better than, no than Tyler Kidd. But then you have... I mean, Adamu, who's kind of a slasher, and then you yep. have the two true posts. Montana State could roll out some pretty unique lineup. I mean, say they get everybody back full healthy and they get homing along, and they played a lineup that's Frey, Adamu, Zeke Quinlan as a big three, Belo, and Kirby. You're the that's biggest like, team in the league. That's like four guys at six eight or better. And, and you're like you're the you're the biggest team in the league at yeah, that point. Yeah. And, they, and Montana State for all the the ups and downs that have equaled just kind of a midline for the last 15 years of their basketball program, 
They've never been that. Yeah, and right. so it, it's interesting the guys that they've added. It's also interesting that some of these guys that they've added are fish guys. Brian Fish recruits, and Montana State's making do with them right now. Um, but the Cats are, are, to me, they're the most interesting team in the league mm. in terms of what could happen because I think that they have the highest ceiling and lowest floor combined. I mean, they, they could be... If it all came together for them, it would not surprise me if they made a run in the top three or four seed. But if it all didn't come together for them, they could be playing in the 8-9 game on the bottom side of that 8-9 game. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Love this time of year. The end of football playoffs, championships, and basketball. Full tilt conference play. It's great. Give us a call, 329-1899. We got wings for you from the Desperado Sports Tavern. And I got some questions there about Montana basketball, specifically about coaches. We got an announcement coming up for you after the break, so we'll tell you what that is. Uh, Excited about that. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. We are uh, broadcasting live all over the place on the internet, on the social medias, on the YouTubes. It's beautiful. You can also catch us... uh, there's a station at 1029 ESPN on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Coulter, before we get into the Wing It Wednesday here, we want to just give everybody a little taste of something that we've been working on, stewing on. And uh, David, our producer, has been very instrumental in this, so our thanks to him for this. But next week, we are going to release the first of a 10-part episode podcast series called Grizz Greats the coaching tree and it is featuring all every single one of the living university of montana men's basketball coaches uh from jim brandenburg right up to travis to and we're going to release these in chronological order of the way that they uh you, you know were, were coaching you know the time frame that they were at the university of montana but if you look at the coaching tree at the university of montana and what the coaches have gone on to do and the success that they've had at the university of montana it's truly remarkable. I mean, you do not find this at, you know, mid or low major conference basketball schools anywhere. And so from, you know, Judd Heathcote, who is, you know, uh, uh, probably, you know, the Dawn, the original uh, Mm -hmm. that went on uh, to win a national championship right on uh, through Travis to here today, the success of the coaches that have been here and then what they've gone on to do afterward, phenomenal. And we thought it was worth telling the story and letting them tell the story. So we will be releasing Grizz Greats, uh, the uh, the Grizz Coaching Tree podcast series starting next week. We'll give you more information. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this now. We are going to dedicate an entire segment to this in the next hour, talking about this and what these coaches have done. But we're excited about this. It was great for all of the coaches to take their time.
time and talk with us. They were very generous with their time. These are extended interviews. I mean, these are, uh, you know, at or near an hour long in almost every instance. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of these guys, of course, retired, but a lot of these guys, you know, doing it. Wayne Tinkle, uh, Larry Kristoviak, obviously Coach Secure, you know, are, are in the midst of this thing. So to carve out that time for us was very generous of them. And uh, we were certainly uh, thrilled to do it. It was, it was great fun and to hear the stories and the discussions and all of that. So uh, we'll go through this with you in more detail in the next hour. But that is what we're excited about around here. A new podcast series uh, coming to you from us here at, uh, at ESPN Radio. So uh, there you go. Let's go to the phones. We welcome in Pat for a Wing It Wednesday. Pat, how you doing? Doing good. How about you guys? I'm doing outstanding, Pat. Now let me ask you now, after this announcement, are you, big, are you a Montana basketball fan by chance? Yeah, for quite a few years. Okay, good. Well, that I'll tell you what we've themed the questions today for just that because of the big announcement. So let's uh, let's do. We got three questions for you. You get two of them right. You're going to the Desperado Sports Tavern for wings. If you get all three, you're going to get a shirt. If you need any help on these, Coulter is your lifeline. Can you can you handle that? Can you do that with us? Yeah, I think so. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me like Tell me what wingy. Oh yeah, we're still here with you, Pat. Don't oh, okay. you worry. We were just playing a little a little sound intro for you. Okay, so here we go. Here's question number one uh, uh, about Montana basketball coaches. Two two former University of Montana men's basketball coaches went on to be head coaches in the NBA. Can you name one of them? Larry Kristovia. Absolutely right. Larry Kristoviak went on to be uh, head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks uh, before ultimately landing where he's been. How long has he been at Utah, Coulter? I mean, he's been there I think since 2011. eight years, something like that. Yeah, quite a while. So uh, very well done, Pat. Absolutely, Larry Kristoviak. By the way, Mike Montgomery, the other, went on to uh, be the head coach for the Golden State Warriors for a couple of seasons in the early aughts. Uh, so uh, uh, he's the other if you're playing along at home. Question number two for you. What former... Montana head coach went on to win a national championship as the head coach at Michigan State with Magic Johnson. Oh, that's uh, Judd Heathcote. Judd Heathcote. 100% 100% ring the bell, ding, ding, ding. Pat's going to the Desperado Sports Tavern for all the accomplishments of those two coaches. The fact that Pat is getting wings because he knew this, I mean, that might be their best accomplishment of all. Today, <laughs> right? Okay. Pat, you're <laughs> off to the desk. Have you been to the Desperado for the wings over there? Oh, a few times even on you guys. Absolutely. Well, let's get you over there one more. Okay, so here we go. Question number three, this time for a shirt. Last question. Who was the head coach of the Grizz the last time Montana won a game in the NCAA tournament? Last time Montana won a game in the NCAA tournament? I know one of two. I'm going to say Kristoviak again. You don't want to use your lifeline? Yeah, I, I suppose I could. Yeah, you don't need to. It's Larry Kristoviak. You're absolutely <laughs> right. All on your own uh, knowledge, Pat. Very well done. 2006, the Grizzlies beat Nevada uh, in, uh, in the uh, 06 March Madness Tournament. Pat, excellently done by you. Very well done. Give your information there to uh, David in the back. We'll get you set up with the wings and the shirt, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You bet. Very well done. Just like that. And Coulter, you got three questions also that are revolving thematically on this same topic. Is that correct? I do. Okay. So uh, here's what we're going to do. We'll take a quick break. By the way, I want to remind everybody, coming up less than 20 minutes from now, top of the hour, Tyrone Holmes. 
uh, the the uh, well the second leading uh, sacker is that how you talk about it in the history of the University of Montana for a single season eighteen sacks a senior season absolutely unbelievable uh, went on that year in uh, in twenty fifteen to win the FCS. Uh, 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 Defensive Player of the Year Award, an award that, of course, Dante Olson is up for this week in Frisco, Texas, and uh, and Tyrone Holmes had that whole experience and won the doggone thing to boot. So we will uh, we'll talk to him about the entire experience, and then you know going to the combine, being drafted, or being having the pro day, being drafted, and all that stuff uh, at the top of the hour. Stick around with us for that. But right now, we want to give you some more wings. Talk about some more coaches. 329-1899. 329-1899. Everybody but Pat is welcome to call because Pat's already gone home a winner. Give us a call. 329-1899. Coulter's got some questions for you. We'll do a wing of Wednesday right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Pumped up about releasing Grizz Greats coaching tree the podcast series we'll talk about it more in the next hour but we got to do a wing of wednesday talking about grizz coaches we go down to the phones we welcome mike to the show mike how are you doing great thanks how are you guys doing today very well ourselves mike appreciate you asking inquiring as to our well-being outstanding of you to do so tell you what we got three more questions for now are you a montana basketball fan by chance Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Good. Uh, so let's get you set up now. Do you, do you like wings? Are you a carnivore oh, yeah. in that sense? Okay. That's then. This is this is the show for you, Mike. I'll tell you that. That's that is a fact. You, we got three questions for you. You get two of them right. You're going to the Desperado Sports Tavern for wings. You get all three. You get in a shirt. If you need help on any of these, these are coldest questions. So I am your lifeline. Okay. Okay. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me what wingy. All right, Mike. Here we go. Question number one from Coulter. Here we go. All right, Mike. Number one. Former Grizz head coach Mike Montgomery, who went on to coach at Stanford, the Golden State Warriors, Cal, one of the most successful people ever associated with Montana basketball. How many times did he lead the Grizzlies to the NCAA tournament? Oh, Coulter, <laughs> you're going to nerd out with me on a numbers question like that. All right. I'll, gi- I'll give you one hint. It's not nearly as hard as you think. How many times do you take him to the uh, tournament? The NCAA, the NCAA tournament. tournament. Yep. Um, like Montgomery. At least once. Stanford. 
Cal, Golden State Warriors, very successful coach, very successful. Yeah, and how many times did he take the Grizzlies to the tournament? Yep. Uh, okay, help me out. You want to go lifeline on this thing? Yeah, I got to go lifeline already. Okay, it's okay. It's a good time to use it. Uh, I believe the intrigue of the answer to this question is the fact that it's zero. It is, in fact, zero. How about that? How long was Mike Montgomery the head coach? That's eight, seven, seven, eight shocker. seasons? Eight, eight seasons. Eight seasons. Yeah. It is a shocker. I mean, Larry Krasoviak played for Mike Montgomery. You know? Here's the craziest yeah. Here's the craziest part about between Judd Heathcote and Blaine Taylor. You had Jim Brandenburg, who was successful at Montana and wildly successful at Wyoming. You had Mike Montgomery, who is All-timer. one of the great coaches in college basketball history. Yes. And you had Stu Morrill, who's also one of the great, especially when you talk about mid-major coaches in college basketball history. Jim Brandenburg led the Grizz to the Big Sky Conference Tournament Final, but lost. Mike Montgomery led the Grizz to count him up four Big Sky Conference Tournament Championship games, but lost all four of them. And Stu Morrill huh. led the Grizzlies to the NCAA Tournament in his final season, and that was it in 1991. So the Grizz actually had an NCAA Tournament drought from 1975, Judd Heathcote's second to last season, to Stu Morrill's last, last season. season in 1991. It's incredible. It's amazing. Wow. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of heartbreak. Larry Kosovic talked a lot about that in our Grizz Grits podcast. It's about you know, the fact that they lost in the championship multiple years in a row and just how motivating that was for him in his career afterwards. yep. yep. All right, uh, question number two. You do have that one in the bag there, Mike, so no worries. Okay, you're still uh, still right. perfectly fine. Here we go, question number two. So in 1998, Blaine Taylor left the University of Montana after uh, 140 wins and multiple uh, NCAA tournament qualifications, and he went to Stanford to join Mike Montgomery's staff. But then Blaine Taylor reemerged as a head coach where? Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Bingo. Very good. Still haven't figured out the connection between the school and the trucking company. Major trucking line. Old Dominion lines. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the Virginia Commonwealth is nicknamed the Old Dominion. I, right. I did some research. That's why That's why it's called Old Dominion. Okay, so you're two for two. No lifelines left, but you do have wings. In the bag. I mean, hey, there's a winner right here. Okay, very well done, so Mike. So for the shirt, who is the all-time winningest coach in the history of the University of Montana men's basketball he coached the Grizzlies between 1937 and 1955, so he's not part of this Judd Heathcote coaching tree, but Montana's basketball arena is named after this legendary head coach. Um, Just the last Adams. one is fine. Adams. It's not Adams. The Adams Center is where the Grizz play, but they play in Dahlberg Arena, named for George Dahlberg. George Dahlberg. Oh. How about that? How long was he the head coach? Yeah. Like 19, 1937 to 1955, but he had a two-year years. hiatus in there. 1942 and 1943 did not coach. You have to assume that was for World War II. Yeah, right, right. Uh, well, here's the good news, Mike. You were just going to get sauce on the shirt anyway, okay? But you still got the wings, and you're going over to the Desperado to enjoy yourself a, a basket of wings over there, okay? Awesome. Thank you very much. Excellently done, Mike. Very, very well done. That's how we do it around here. Yeah, looking forward to, to talking more about this. That, that is it, George Dahlberg. But we don't, I, I don't know who Adams is for the Adams Center. I'm not sure either. Maybe just, I mean, not just, but, you know, a donor as opposed to a, you know, 
lineage or heritage type of uh, player or coach or something along those lines. I'm sure we can find that out uh, soon enough. Hey, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, top of the hour, coming up to you. How about Tyrone Holmes? Tyrone Holmes, outstanding. One of the great, great defensive ends for the Montana Grizzlies. Won the FCS National Player of the Year his senior year in 2015. Was a sixth-round draft pick by the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. And uh, and he will talk to us about his time at the University of Montana, but especially about this weekend, which Dante Olson is about to go through for a second time, going down to Frisco, Texas, uh, and uh, and being a finalist, one of three for uh, the biggest award at the FCS level on the defensive side of the ball. So we'll talk to him uh, about all of that uh, right after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 